Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 97 of Shades of Brown. And this week, it's it's all video games. It's it's, it's Gamer Week. It's Gamer Christmas. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> correction. It's <clears throat> Gamer Christmas. <laughs> now, now sponsored by Epic Games. No, uh, now uh, sponsored by Respawn, the official caffeinated beverage for gamers. I didn't wa- wa- Mm. Mm. biggest uh, e3 announcement actually you know fuck everything we're gonna talk about the next two and a half hours are dedicated to discussing our favorite flavors of respawn a gamer beverage by uh, razor imagine if if the respawn the energy drain combined with with respawn entertainment the, the the game studio and they'd have the ultimate brand synergy um I'm going to pretend like you didn't say that sentence. <laughs> and so this week was E3. Um, there yeah. also was like the code conference where like every major platform vendor got platform vendor got like grilled on why they allow Nazis on their platforms. We're eventually going to talk about yeah, that. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but not, but what not we're going to do like a, a thing next week on that. But this week, video games next week, tech Paul. Um, and, and starting with the perfect marriage of that destiny <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, so Christian, this is all you because I'm going to let you explain what's going on. So, this is the next uh, expansion, right? For for next, next the way that uh, the post is titled the next chapter for Destiny Two Shadowfall, right? A uh, shadow, not Shadowfall, Shadow Keep. Uh, so, Christian, what is it? Destiny Two Shadow Keep is the next expansion. However, it's there's a couple of other big changes coming with the game. Most importantly. Cross save is coming to all platforms minus PS4 on September 17th, I believe, or it might be September 14th, um, sometime in September. And what this means is that you can bring characters with you across platforms. So what th- more importantly, this means that um, a certain other co-host can now get back into Destiny 2 and we can play this game together because because if if he was to pick up Shadowkeep, he could be playing on PC, and then whenever I'm like, yo, let's play some Destiny, hop on Xbox, bring your character over, and then bring your changes back to PC. And Right. right. So there's no cross-play, but it is cross-save. So the, the, I can't play on PC and you, you be on Xbox. That's not how this is going to work. It's going to be the save file, the characters, rather, the, the are going to be... Like, all the progression, all cosmetics, the progression, everything. Yeah, so the progression is going to be uh, like platform agnostic, so you can be able to play. Yeah, so that's actually really good because the one reason, I, like, I I wouldn't mind like playing more Destiny too. I I do enjoy the basic, basic, uh, like gameplay loop, and like I love to play with some more story content or whatever. But like, the only thing, only thing that's keeping me back is I don't really want to play it on the Xbox One, and I have the base game on PC. Uh, because they gave it away for free a while back. Uh, so I have it, but I don't want to like restart like the, the character progress. Like the, I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to sit through that, that that story again because that that campaign was questionable. Uh, so like, and at the very least, um, this also leads into Destiny Two New Light, which is a free to play version of the game, which essentially will come with the base game. Um, Destiny 2 Curse of Osiris and SC2 Warmind. So that means come September, you'll also get those two expansions without having to pay for them. Um, so there's some stuff to just play through when, when you get your character over. 
Yeah, I only have the base game. Like, no, no DLC, no expansions, nothing. Uh, so, and it's also pretty nice that um, you don't have to buy every expansion now. You can just buy Shadow Keep if you only want to play Shadow Keep stuff, or if you do want to play through the Forsaken campaign, you can't purchase that as well. So, essentially, they're making the base game free to play, and then any expansion you want, you just purchase, and you'll get access to seasons worth of content. Because how how Bungie is doing it now, right? There's like a forty dollar expansion, and then you could buy a season piecemeal or buy an annual pass for each season, and that gets you, you know more end game content and um, specific rewards and other progression schemes that are only you know accessible if you purchase that, which I think is a pretty fair model of doing it. Yeah, uh, and also we're we're going back to the moon. Apparently, uh, we're going to be hopefully yeah. a better voice acting this time. Yeah, and uh, and Eris, I guess, is 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 this year. Uh, yeah, she's going to be the main sort of like vendor person. But Eris was campaign. Eris was what? Like, I, I'm trying to remember who Eris was. Eris is the uh, the creepy lady with the with the green eye. Oh, okay. So I, I sort of remember. Her. Like, it, it seems familiar, but it's been a while. Taking King, you steal her ship. Oh yeah. It. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, so, so story wise, I'm. It's, it's you know it's more destiny they're they're saying that they're they're now okay with leaning into being more of an rpg like they're really driving like um customizable armor um say for example you have the look on one piece of armor but you want the stats of another piece of armor with this expansion you can take out mods on other armor and apply it to yours right to sort of build you know customize your own armor builds that way and you can also grind for um enhancement cores that lets you do what's called master working a piece of armor which is already in the base game but it's getting enhanced in this expansion so outside of you know finding gear that you think looks good they now give you an incentive to you know grind up that piece of gear to perfect out the stat roll or get the stat roll you want which they've already been doing with weapons for a little bit which i think it's good that they're leaning into that because it outside of you know obtaining more power it gives you like something else to look to while playing the game yes uh yes the customization aspect of rpgs is i think pretty important uh and i'm glad that they're uh expanding more to, like destiny always like the first destiny was very limited right customization wise like there's the gear you got and that's basically it Right, that, so you can the, apply like one color to your yeah, whole it was, character. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty limited. Uh, and like Destiny 2 sort of expanded that a little bit, and now they're fully leading into it, which is like for long term, I think that's the stuff that keeps people coming back. Is this like, uh, that's the stuff that keeps people invested, right? right? Like, yeah, like they, getting that perpetual best build, right? And like best is different for everyone, so everyone's yeah. chasing for different things. Yeah, and like the, the ability to customize and have the look that you want is, is huge. Uh, that's. That's good. And Destiny 2 will be on PC. Uh, this is com- they're coming to Steam September 17th. So, so I guess they're moving from Battle.net to Steam, right? I think that's the yep. plan. Any, gonna- any, and anything you purchase will get migrated over. So, characters and all that. Though, so you won't have to rebuy the game or anything like that. Cool. Okay. That's good. Uh, like, and that's actually pretty good because, uh, actually, well, there's only one reason for me to keep, uh, keep Battle.net around, and that's still Overwatch. Uh, but like, yeah, so that's, that's fine. Um, at least it's not a, uh, Epic Games exclusive. Oh my God. If it was Epic Games exclusive, it's, it's, it's getting annoying. Like to the point where there are games that I want to play that are like Epic Game exclusive for like a year. And I'm just like, should I just wait? I'll just wait. Like, I'll just wait to play this. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have to play this now. Like I'm not. So, um. Also, my favorite thing about this announcement for Shadowkeep is that Bungie was like, yeah, due to our contract with Activision, we actually could have bring cross save. We've had this built into the game for the past two years. I mean, I'm not surprised. This is, this is, this doesn't sound like 
something that would be that would be done in the last like month or something like that. This seems like it was already thought of for a long time because it this like it's from a technical perspective, it seems pretty simple, right? Like it's just it is just that uh, the, the 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 content, the characters, uh, the, the progression is all all stored on Bungie servers. So it's not it's not like it's not like they have to move or migrate uh, data. Like they already have it. So it's like the, the ability to do that is just you know it's just contractual obligations. But now that those are gone, since Bungie is now its own publisher of this game, um, so like I'm I'm pretty excited for the future of this. More importantly, I'm, I like the ability to move because I don't think, I don't actually think I'm ever going to build a gaming PC. Like I, I talk about it a lot of time, but what I could do if you don't want to ever play on Xbox is I can just get the Stadia version of it, right? And that's technically the PC version oh of it. Oh my God. Right? Yes. It's coming to Stadia. Uh, so you could play. Is, isn't, okay. I mean, it's for well, Stadia should have, should be able to play with PC players. They haven't said anything about that yet, but if they don't, that doesn't make sense to me, right? Because like you could do Stadia with a mouse and keyboard or, or a controller. And, um, and I don't know. I, I guess I, I know why they're, they don't do, you know, cross play because besides it being a technical challenge, um, obviously you're going to get destroyed if you're playing PV, in PC. PVP. Yeah. PVP. And also weapons are extremely, they're differently balanced for the, um, for PC versus console. That's fair. Yeah. So even if you're doing like a raid together, right? Like the builds you have to use, it gets messy because you have to, you have a whole different damage system for the console players just because they're playing with a controller of aim assist versus yeah. the PC players. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I wasn't expecting cross play uh, i mean that would have been ridiculously awesome but like i don't think like it's tech, like feasible for bungie to actually do that uh for the yeah way. even just because of how the weapons balance you know how characters because like run speeds and stuff are different on pc too so there's like a lot of little differences that you, you need the forward is given to a mouse and keyboard version of the game that you kind of have to either nerf or somehow make even if you're playing with them right because then you can be on console right you bring in a pc player and they're gonna like win the raid for you and that sort of make make uh breaks the economy of the game yeah it breaks it breaks progression it breaks balance it breaks a lot of things and that's not easily fixable like which is understandable uh at least we're getting the cross save which which is which is huge uh looking forward to that yeah. although um with the current ex- um, annual pass too there's the season of opulence just dropped and um i do want to say that they're now doing um match made six people pve activities so it's not a full-on raid but it's sort of like it's the closest they have to a raid where you get like you have to get a certain amount of points and you're in this um castle that has six different rooms all of different bosses and different objectives and then there's one final boss at the end and you can be match made into it and it's like pretty hard but also like pretty fun um so i think they found like a good balance there so it's, it's like the, more it's, into that. it's like it's like the what was that guy who's like who gives you a token and he's like uh prison of elders prison of elders yes it sounds like prison of elders to me uh yeah but it's just all bosses and and it's like it's pretty it's it's fun because they like the the mechanics of the bosses you're battling right like each one there's a specific set of goals that you don't really need to communicate over a mic to get them done you just need to actually like do the objective okay and i i think bungie said they're leaning more towards into that yeah that's, i mean no one plays raids no one plays of, like, raids yes players. that's that's i was about to say like raids are raids are like always have been the hardcore for the most hardcore destiny players like you need a group you need a significant time investment you need like yeah it's, it's a big deal okay uh and, and the, so yeah so that's destiny 2 uh news i guess uh you check the page they have trailers they have information on the cross 
cross save thing. Uh, it's not coming till September, so I guess when, when it comes to comes in September again, you can talk about it. Uh, let's move on to E3 proper, right? Uh, so we, we we'll start with uh, I guess with Microsoft then. Uh, so what 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 are you talking about with Microsoft? So Microsoft, we have the biggest thing. We want to get this out of the way first, I think, um, or rather, the 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 new console uh, project project Scarlet, uh, the new the next next generation uh, Xbox console. It's uh, what is it? I there was there's a lot of big numbers as is usual with with E three. Like it's a lot of lot of sort of meaningless numbers really like i don't think the numbers are all that useful to anybody uh but it's it's a powerful machine it's not going to be like most games on this are going to be 30 fps or 60 fps uh 120 fps uh is going to be very uh difficult i think for a lot of games at at high resolutions higher than uh higher than 1080p or 2K, like uh, I think it's even 2K 144 is difficult. Like it's it current gen hardware, like on PC, and that's just on PC. Um, and 8K is just it's it's, it's got to be 30, like 8K 30 maybe. Uh, like it's it's not it's not going to be. And most games probably won't go to 8K. I think what's the I think the more important bits on any real like specific technical spec, it's more of that like. What what they're doing with this next console, and also to an extent what Sony's going to be doing with PS5, is that they're just taking advantage of the fact that SSDs are cheap enough now. Yes, um, yes, SSDs are huge. Yeah, that investing in a powerful CPU in a games console actually matters. And then they're just bumping the GPU slightly. I don't think that you're getting anything, you know, like double what is in the One X. But I don't think that's a problem, right? Because I don't think like I don't think the Xbox One X is like GP is GPU constraint on most games. I think it's more CPU constrained, you know, on, on most games for getting like peak performance. And I think investing, you know, in other aspects minus you know like a two X increase in GPU power, um, of course, a more efficient GPU and you know faster memory for it will lead to a more future proof console and b one that gives you far better performance results when games are truly optimized for right it. i'm i'm looking f- the one thing i want is more games at 1080p 60 like like that's the baseline it's surprising that it's it's the baseline that we rarely hit still for a lot of games uh, on console is is the 1080p 60 baseline uh and like usually, usually uh, AAA studios on console optimize for visual fidelity rather than frame rate. Right? They usually try to go for like thirty frames, uh, and and the, and the the highest visual fidelity that they can get with thirty frames. But I would like to see more ability, like the ability to do sixty frames per second in more games, uh, like a stable sixty. That, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't doubt that we're going to get there though, because the One X is already there for a good number of games. Um, like Forza, right? Forza has that you know 4K 30 or 1080p 60 mode. A lot of other games will do that. So that's why I, I think the most important part about this announcement though is the fact that everything's forward compatible, right? Every accessory, every game, including the backwards compatible games, are going to run on Scarlet as launch. And according to Microsoft, it's also going to be 
better improved performance on it, right? So say right now we have um like Fallout 4 is probably the best example because I'm pretty sure Fallout 4 runs at an unlock frame rate on consoles. So the more performance you throw towards it, right, the better, you know, obviously the more performance, you know, the more performance the game is. So games like that will run better on Scarlet because this is still an x86, you know, compatible CPU system. It's not like you have to do some weird backwards compatibility to get Xbox One games to run. I imagine that they're likely going to ship it with uh, a profile for the GPU that tries to mimic the Xbox One X just for games that will say if you like if you bump up the frame rate too high, right? Game logic's tied to the frame rate, so it breaks the game. Like I would assume they'd have some sort of like backwards compatible profile for the GPU, but you don't it's all DirectX, right? Like I don't think DirectX 13 is even a thing yet, so I imagine this console is probably be doing DirectX 12, just like the Xbox One. Um, of course, the Xbox version of it, but closer to a PC than not. So you can just sort of throw higher powered, you know, hardware at it, and games will just run better for free without without really much optimization being needed. Of course, like a developer could go back and patch it for Scarlet, but you get that benefit. Ditto for for you know Xbox One back. Or Xbox One through or Xbox 360, sorry, an original Xbox backwards compatible games. You end up getting better performance out of it, like you do with the Xbox One X enhanced versions of them right now. So I'm pretty excited about that. I like the I like the idea that Microsoft's not just being like, well, fuck it, we'll just make everything run. Since the fact that like if Sony says at the PS5, right, that's like, oh, it won't be backwards compatible with PS4. Like, we'll know it's kind of bullshit because they're both just PCs at the end of the day, right? Like, there's no technical reason that it can't be backwards compatible, only a policy reason. Yeah. Um, I would expect, I think the PS5 might be uh, backwards compatible uh, with the PS4. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, that's that. I mean, uh, well, my thing too, like, just one more quick thing. Like, I, I think what Microsoft's going to do is instead of like releasing a cheaper one, I wouldn't be surprised if they just drop the price down to the one X, right. And then make Scarlet the new high end console. Yes. And get I mean, rid that's, of the one I, I, that's what I like. That's what I am. I am expecting is going to happen. Like, I think that's the reasonable. That, that, you can make games that are like cross gen too, right? Like halo infinite could be a cross gen game, right? Like, because you, you just, since they're both x86 hardware is all running on um, AMD's, you know, own architecture. There's nothing custom about the silicon that really makes you need to run specifically on Scarlet. Of course, you want ray tracing and all that nice stuff. Yes, you know, have it enabled there. But you could just ship the game with two performance modes, right? One for X that's obviously reduced the visual fidelity. And then one for Scarlet that's, you know, balls to the wall, you know, just ray trace everything. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because if they're doing ray tracing, I'm, I'm curious about the how they're doing it right? the abilities the amd's the... navi gps or navi stuff doesn't support ray tracing amd has no hardware on the market right now that supports ray tracing so it's would microsoft be making their own custom ray tracing I'm, hardware I'm, then? I'm curious yes I'm, I'm curious what's actually gonna happen on the ray tracing front we'll find out uh because this is coming out what the holiday 2020 so we're gonna be finding more about this next e3 um, definitely, we're going to be seeing more. Like we're going to be seeing pricing. We're going to be seeing uh, like what well, we're going to be seeing the launch title, which we're going to be talking about next. Uh, the launch title for this uh, dimension is going to be uh, Halo Infinite, uh, which is going to be the next uh, game in the Halo franchise. Uh, so to put this in, like the Halo, tra- the Halo, uh, the Halo Infinite trailer that they showed uh, it's all in-game 
in-game cutscene. Um, in-game rendered. We don't know if it's on like a super powerful PC or Scarlet. No one confirmed. No one, no one knows. Okay. Uh, and uh, it is set after Halo 5. Set many years after Halo 5. So this is like like Halo lore for a second. Like, welcome <laughs> to the Halo lore corner. So Halo Wars 2, spoiler alert, um, sorry if you haven't played Halo Wars 2, ends ends with like near the end of Halo 5 where they're teleported to the same half the characters are sent to the same ring in Halo 5 where Cortana's at launching all Cortana's at launching all the guardians and then Halo 5 proper ends with chief and all the people going to that ring as well right to find Cortana this game takes place a long time after Halo 5 half the humanity has been wiped out again but see Halo Wars 2 ends with the flood being reintroduced like the flood come back in a um in a in an expansion for that game. And so I originally thought this character is from Halo Wars 2. Turns out I was wrong. It's just a random marine. So it's not someone from Halo Wars 2. But that ring though, I don't know what that ring's from. That I don't know if that's ring. the ring from Halo. Okay, so that ring looks uh like it was it was damaged, like it, part of it is broken off, right? Like some of it looks broken, like there was some sort of attack on it, like something shot at it and it was like it's destroyed partially. Um I don't know what that means, but the, so so the the trailer. Um, so there's this uh, this this UNSC dude in a in a, in a sh- UNSC ship. Uh, he's just like sad dad character. Uh, like he just he wakes up and he's like trying to fix some sort of leak, uh, and then uh, he sees uh, like Master Chief floating. It, like his radar picks up, like his IFF tag picks up, like uh, Master Chief in space. So he brings him in. His Master Chief's uh, uh, power cells are dead. So he Jerry rigs uh, Jerry rigs power from the ship to power up uh, power up Master Chief. Uh, Master Chief wakes up. He's just like status report. Like like he's just like uh, like he's constantly in in battle mode. Uh, and then, like the ship gets hit by some sort of uh, pulse, right? Uh, and the, and then, like Master Chief just like closes the door behind the dude in the cockpit and just like fucking exits the ship, right? I'm just like, okay, all right. So he's going back to the ring, and at the end of the uh, at the end of the little thing, there's a little teaser uh, with with Cortana, right? That's Cortana, right? I'm pretty it sure that's Cortana. Be. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, but who like- else is it? What could it be? Like the way she was talking, it's obviously Cortana, like. The way she mentions the Master Chief and how they were meant to be, which was which is interesting, uh, is, is is it's Cortana and she and that that place in the in the ring it looks like the control center from Halo One. Do you remember? Do you remember the uh, the control center for the ring in Halo One where you had to go like plug in the index or whatever, right? Or what was that? That was the I think that's the, this what happened. Uh, so that looks like the control center for that particular ring. So I'm, I'm wondering, is, is the game going to be set like mostly on that ring? Or are we going to be going elsewhere? Like what's going on? Uh, and and do you do you think though that's a good a good thing that they're jettisoning, especially the, the storyline from five? Because even right, even if even if like some of these characters reappear in it, it's so many years afterwards that like there's it's essentially a clean break like it's like it's sort of like like half clean break like they don't have to they could just be like yeah like halo 5, i mean halo 5 happened but it was like 
it's not really important to to the to the story right now, which I be actually pretty fine with, to be honest. Halo Five story was was uh, let's just put it politely and say it was bad because I have I'd have more thoughts, but I don't even remember half the story at this point uh, because it was so bad. And then the boss fights in Halo Five were, were obnoxious. Uh, so yeah, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with Halo Five sort of being in the rear view mirror and very far away. Like I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I'm, I'm, do, I'm curious. Like, the, like they going back to Master Chief as the protagonist, which is fine. But I think, like, I don't know, are people like ready to come back to Master Chief as protagonist again, or like, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think what they're going to do is try and echo like Halo One in the best way. Like, don't like me and you both know there's going to be a mission where it's just a carbon clone of what's the fucking name of the Halo One mission? The one where you discover the flood, like the oh, one where it's like he's the flood or the flood have to be on this ring. I don't know if this is the ring from yeah, the, the end of mm, Halo Wars Two, but if it is, then the flood are also going to be on this ring. You know that that scene with uh, where you walk into the into the into the in the Forerunner facility on in Halo One, right? Like that 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 whole the whole place, like that scene where uh, Master Chief walks into this room, the the door closes behind him, and the music is just like fucking it, it going into it, and he finds like uh like uh like a UNSC dude with like just dead and with like the the like UNSC soldier with like the recorded footage of the flood right like that you think there's gonna be like a throwback scene like with the introducing like reintroducing the flood in that way that that would be that'd be a one hell of a uh throwback so so that that's uh, uh and what do you think about the multiplayer though right like do you think that do you think they're gonna continue what they did with five because i feel like if one the one area of five that actually not wasn't bad in was the actual yes, arena the, yeah the multiplayer was really good yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. To be honest, I'm not, like I, I like I don't know how. Like I mean, they can iterate on it. They can make it better. Uh, they can. I wonder how the game's gonna feel on a multiplayer. All right, and like how they does Warzone come back right or does Warzone dive? I don't know why they would kill Warzone. I think Warzone was a success, right? I don't think Warzone was was uh, like Warzone. What was that mode that uh, that's really popular? Like not the not the ones that they originally introduced, but the firefight. Yes, uh, Warzone firefight. I think might make a return. Not the other Warzone modes because I don't think anybody else played those other Warzone modes because, like, they were really involved, right? Like, they were really based on having like a proper squad of uh, people. Like, it's it's sort of like a Destiny raid. Like, you sort of have to like actually do it properly. Like, you have to coordinate and you know focus targets and like actually uh, coordinate with with your fellow teammates. So I don't think like the entirety of Warzone is going to go away, but like just the just the yeah. Warzone Firefight is going to be there, and we're going to have the usual usual game modes, you know, capture the flag, uh, death match, team death match, uh, a big team battle, maybe I don't know, like like we'll see. I, I think it's too early to tell. There, there's nothing in the trailer that suggests anything about multiplayer, obviously, but yeah, and and what three four three's been saying about all of this in any sort of interviews, they're all literally like like we want the theme of this game to be mystery, like Halo One, right? Where you're just going into this. We're not gonna tell you anything about the story. 
and like you just discover it for yourself right where it's like this is there's not lore books that need like everything self-contained in the game right like they want everything to be just in this game instead of like having to read a lore book beforehand or a yes, novel just yes, to know what's yes, going yes, on yes, yes. That, that was the problem with halo 5 right uh a lot of the a lot of the stuff in halo 5 was set up by stuff like the hunt the truth podcast uh, which actually is pretty good which is good but it's not i mean it's it's good i think it's good but it's it's kind of unfortunate because it was too good and then the the halo 5 story didn't live up to the promises made in, in hunt for truth i think like hunt for truth set up this this entire scene this scenario this this whole thing but it like halo 5 is just disappointing uh well at the very least we'll also we'll definitely be battling the banished i feel like those are coming back um so they are rogue covenant groups that have banded together to try and bring a new era of the covenant human war um they showed up in halo wars 2 i feel like they're actually convincing enough of like a plot line that i think 343 is likely going to continue it possibly yeah i'm I'm expecting i'm I'm curious what the covenant's going to be like in this game or like how the flood is going to be interacting if they were going to see more forerunner like if you're going to see like you know like the didact from uh halo 4 Right, like, why are we gonna see more Forerunner stuff? Like, we're gonna do like we're on a ring world, right? Like, I mean, we're gonna there's gonna be Forerunner structures everywhere. I'm, I'm imagine we're gonna see more. Forerunner. So we're like at the end of the trailer, right, where somehow Cortana pops in at. According to some three four three people, um, that was Matt, that was a chief entering a Forerunner environment to quote unquote reconnect. Yeah, I mean that, that that's just the ring control center, right? That, that's that's the like it, that was a Halo One throwback scene, I think. For real, for real, that was a hell one for the back scene. Like that exact scene happens in like, like not exact scene, but like the the, the whole scene where you walk into the control center in Hell One. It's, it's like this really big, big scene. I think that's what they're trying to emulate. So I'm I'm seeing where they're gonna be trying that whole mysterious sort of like spooky vibe that they had with Hell One. Hell One in a lot of places was really spooky. Uh, it was sort of like a low key horror title in some places, especially with the flood. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Halo Infinite. I'm not I'm not I'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to be you know a good game. Uh, I don't want to get my hopes up because last time I got my hopes up, we got got Halo Five. So uh, so, so you know, fool me once. I mean, best thing too about it, right? It's coming to PC at launch, so you will you'll be able to play it day one. Also, Halo Master Chief Collection is coming to PC as we all. Oh yeah, know. they're flighting Reach soon. Yeah, soon maybe. I, I, it's not yet. But I haven't received any messages, but we'll see. Uh, I'm looking oh, forward. Oh, you're going to love playing Reach. Reach is going to be fun. Yes, I'm looking Reach forward to Reach is like a very classic Halo campaign. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing Reach for the first time, actually. Like, I've never played Reach because I never had a 360, and it was not part of the original Master Chief Collection. So so I'm looking forward. Uh, it's a lot of Halo stuff coming, coming look, to look forward. And next up, some a little bit more hardware. Uh, I know, Chosa, you are excited for this one. This is the Xbox, the new Xbox Elite controller, uh, the Series Two, as they're calling it. Uh, you have you have the original one, right? Uh, yes, and it still holds up. It's still like it, this controller is good. I've, I, I've had it for four years now. Fuck, I bought it in 2015. So, um, the Xbox Elite wireless controller is what I consider probably the best controller you could buy if you play on PC or Xbox right now and you need a controller. Like, objectively so. Like, this one more so than a standard one. Um, this one in particular, what the upgrades are, you get more precision on um, the stop points for triggers. You get more profiles of configurations because the whole thing about the Elite controller is that 
you can you can reassign buttons you could change like the drifts of the sticks or the acceleration curves for depending on game and you can change like how sensitive the triggers are and there's just more customization options and also has paddles on it so if you want you can assign those paddles to be specific buttons like an overwatch right you can have jump just be a paddle so you never take your finger off this the trigger or you can have like a an ability be one of the paddles too so you don't have to take your thumb off of the joystick yeah yeah so there's um it's it's, it's meant for people who um serious gamers yeah it's, it's it's i mean it's definitely marketed like that but I think it definitely from an ergonomic standpoint, I think it's also a very nice controller. I mean, the original, like the, 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 the normal, the standard Xbox One controller is also like, I think my favorite, uh, most favorite controller, uh, apart from the, uh, the Switch Pro controller. Uh, and this one has like, it has USB C and a built in battery, a first for a controller from Microsoft, the built in rechargeable battery. Interesting. They always had swappable batteries instead of built in. Yep. Yeah. This one's built in. Um, and it's also lighter because the last one is pretty heavy. So, like, I would, I'm probably going to pick one up um, just because I like the controllers. And more importantly, like, I do, I, I, this plus like a Switch, because you can buy an, a, an adapter to use regular Bluetooth controllers of a Switch. It's going to be like a good time. <laughs> um, so, going to get banned from Splatoon for cheating on my Elite controller. Oh my God. No, no, you won't because Nintendo sucks at, yeah. On anyways, that's not that's not we have more stuff to talk about. That's that's not uh go on tangent about how Nintendo sucks at online. Um uh Project X Cloud, I guess we could talk about it for a little bit. This is like it's the new game streaming service, right? Uh the biggest thing that was announced was that you can, you're gonna you'll be able to use your Xbox One home console as like uh as like a server, like a the server endpoint, right? Uh for. I think it's actually pretty cool. It it's actually, coming for free too. Yes. Uh there's also like a paid service, which is like gonna be like I guess the one way you stream from the cloud. Yeah, uh, like the Stadia one, but there's no pricing yet. It's nowhere near to launching. Um but they did change. They're not using Xbox One S as the base console for that. It's now gonna be Scarlet. So that likely is gonna launch holiday with, next year. Yeah, with with Scarlet. Um uh, few other things. Uh double fine uh Studio behind Psychonauts 2 got bought by uh, Microsoft Studio. Microsoft. Um, so Psychonauts 2 is going to be coming to Xbox One. I mean, Microsoft has been buying uh, indie studios since last year, right? Like this is not new. Like not a huge, big news. But I don't thing. know if that's a good thing though, because like on one end, right, these are coming to PC as well, so it's not like they're really Xbox exclusive games. But at the same time, I kind of don't trust smaller studios being bought up in bulk yeah, by big studios. I've, I've also heard that Double Fine Productions is, 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 was sort of like in, in a bit of uh, financial like, trouble. They run out of money and crowdfund a lot yeah, of the games. Which, which, which this would give them more stability. I would hope that's a, like, I, I mean, long term, we never know, right? Obviously, uh, yeah, you, everybody's skeptical about uh, platform holders buying up studios like this. Uh, and Hopefully, Microsoft is, is is a good uh, custodian of uh, of these studios that they're buying, because what's going to happen if Microsoft loses interest? Like that's that's like the question. Uh, but like for now, I think it's fine. Uh, next up, uh, Gears Five. Chosa, like I, I I have never played a Gears game, so uh, I I don't I don't even know how to react to this because I, I, I so. My major complaint the Microsoft keynote is that we got CGI the the movie basically with all these with all these trailers and 
Gears 5 launches in like three months and there's no no gameplay trailer from E3. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like that's really strange. Yeah. I'll probably play it because I like Gears 4. Gears 4 has actually had a good campaign. Um but if you haven't played Gears 4, Gears 5 is a bad place to pick in. I would probably start with Gears 4 first. Is that like a remastered collection, right? Like or like a re Honestly, Gears 4 is like the Halo Infinite of the Gear series. You really don't need to know about what happened to the prior games. They cover it in the intro sequence, right? Like the major plot points that get you up to speed. There's like a play Yeah, there's like there's a playable like it's technically the tutorial, but it's also a recap of the original 3 games. So like that works out. Um you really don't need to know much. There is remastered ones though. Um, and if you did get Games Pass for PC, which just launched, you could probably just like five bucks to get you access to all those games. Actually, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Games Pass for PC? Um, it's it's actually a very attractive uh, deal. It's a good deal, right? Uh, it's only five dollars. I mean, I'm I'm still like a little bit like I'm not so, like the, the whole ability to stream game, like, not stream as in like rent games like that. I I'm. I don't know. Like, it seems like a good deal, and it seems like for a lot of people, I think it's gonna be they're gonna it's gonna give them the ability to play more, experience more games than they normally would. But I, I never, I'm not like here for the quantity of games, right? Like I'm I, like I don't mind buying games. Like I want to buy games that I want to play, um, and like it doesn't like like it doesn't like really. Like I'm not too excited for it. Like it, it seems fine. Like for people who want to play games that way, that's yeah. fine. But for well, me, maybe I, don't know. I have like the problematic take on it because there are some games I want to buy and there's some games I want to play. Right? Like there's a lot of games I've picked up on Games Pass that I would never actually spend money on. Mm. Crackdown Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, and and it's fair, fair. I like I would because Microsoft cycles them in and out. Right? It's like Netflix. So. So if there's a game I like, I would just end up buying it, right? Like, I think I did that with, um, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. There's just one game that I enjoyed playing on Games Pass. I ended up buying the full game because it's going to get cycled out. Oh, no, Doom. Doom, actually. Doom, I think I think Doom got cycled out, so I bought the whole game. Because it was originally on Games Pass. It, it, might, it, might, it might still be on there, but I ended up just picking it up just in case. Because I enjoy playing that game that much. Okay, I mean, I I can see that. See, the thing is with the de- with sort of like the the hardware mar- hardware the hardware uh, physical sales dying out slowly. It, the physical sales had that one aspect where you could like re- where you could like trade game or you could like rent games, right? Like I remember like. Like Blockbuster used to be, you could go to like a Blockbuster and like rent like a PS3 title or whatever, right? I remember like the thing that the thing that my brother did at some point. Uh, you could rent like a PS3 or an Xbox 360 title, and then you'd play it. And if you didn't like it, you just returned it. Like there was like, and 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 sort of like this is like the same sort of thing, but except 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 there is uh, there is uh, there's a monthly monthly fee. Uh, what makes this different than streaming music, though? Because how many? Because it's like you you listen to Spotify all the time, but you just buy the albums you like, right? So how is it any different from that? It's not. It's not really. But I'm still a bit weirded out about it. Maybe it's just a new thing. Maybe I'm just not used to it. Like Spotify has been the music streaming has been a thing for a while now. Like I'm, I guess I'm just like more used to music streaming. It's uh, than than the whole as like whole aspect of renting uh, or like sort of paying a subscription service for 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 like for like a set of games like i i don't know uh i'm curious like i I might try it see if it works 
if it doesn't, it doesn't work. But uh, well, I mean, you have to install your games through the Windows Store, so that's always a caveat. I mean, like, I'm not, I, mean I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. I don't really care as long as it works. Uh, to be uh, Windows Store is actually a better because it doesn't need its own launcher or whatever, right? Like you just install the game and then it's you can just like you don't have to launch like a like a launcher to launch the game. You can just launch the game, uh, which which is which is not uh, which is not a thing with the other launchers. You have to launch a separate program. Which we I'll just wait until the Windows Store gets um, launcher support because you know Microsoft trying to be open. You ever you ever had a launcher for your games launcher so you can launch your game? Why why is this the world we live in? But anyway, you know it's going to be true, <laughs> oh right? Like there's going to be like a. A Ubisoft launcher that launches the Epic Game Store because there's an exclusive deal, exclusive with Ubisoft and and, and Epic, which then leads to this game having like its own built-in launcher because it has like a social live services oh aspect that ties into your UPlay account that you get specific credits from for in-game currency when you link it up with your Epic Game Store account, even though it's only an exclusive on Epic Games. Why? <laughs> Why? So, this, 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 welcome to PC gaming, I guess. Uh, in, in 2019, where you have a billion launchers for every single game. Uh, so, what else? Is there any, anything else on on Microsoft that we can so, talk about? There's like a couple other games. It's oh, pretty interesting. Cyberpunk. Um, we probably should talk about Cyberpunk before we before we move on. Right? Um, as as I like to call it, transphobic. The game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Um, I want this game. I want this game, but I it's it's problematic. It's like and it's objectively so because like they have like another questionable trans joke, right? Like there is a there is like a it's an in-game ad for an energy drink called Mix It Up and it's a picture of like a visible trans woman and the director or the art person like gave such a cop out of an explanation that led with like I think that's hot. <sighs> And like I like, there's some. Mm. She's like, you know, we we want like all body types to be shown and like everything, like this future gender conforming. But like then, your publisher never apologized. That's like a one on one answer, and I like this is like like a like a like a higher level question than that. Like I don't know, like mm. like if um if if they wanted trans representation so much in this game, why they why why do trans women only show up in in game ads and not have any as the playable characters? Yes. Right, where right. where are the transplayable characters? Where are the protagonist, the antagonist, like what is? <sighs> I'm I'm not like I'm like this game is like I I I haven't actually seen the trailer. I'm trying to avoid watching the trailer for the Cyberpunk 2077. Just out of <sighs> I'm not like I'm I don't know why. CD Projekt Red after after The Witcher Three, I feel like they I feel like they've gotten too big for their own good. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like they have gotten too big. Like the like the Witcher Three, the success of the Witcher Three, which mind you, I I I think the Witcher Three was was a good game. I think that the the DLC stuff that they also released to the Witcher Three was very very good. Um, like I don't have a problem with the Witcher Three being a good like being a success. It's just that after that, I think CD Projekt Red sort of got into their own heads a little bit. Like they like there is some sort of uh, like there's some sort of savant at storytelling or like environment design or something like that like they're trying to like yeah like they have keanu reeves here i mean no disrespect to keanu reeves because i think it's it's cool he's fine uh but like celebrity uh stuff in in video games is always a little bit yeah uh so so that's cyberpunk 2077 uh i'm i'm whatever like i'm it's it's when it's gonna it's coming it's, it's they gave a release date right like uh twenty April sixteenth April sixteenth twenty twenty okay so we will see when it comes out next year 
uh, if this game is, is any good or not. Uh, so there are a few other things, small things. Um, well, Age of Empires 2 uh, has a definitive edition coming to Windows 10, which is great. Uh, Age of Empires 2 is a classic. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a classic RTS game. Uh, I used to play it a lot uh, on PC back in the day when I was a child. Uh, there was a new... Uh, it's already out, the Forza Horizon 4 uh, DLC, uh, the LEGO Speed Champions. It's good. So it's really good. Uh it's uh, doesn't top Hot Wheels, but gets pretty fucking close. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty hard to top Hot Wheels, I think. But it is it is really good. It's just more in that same vein of just you know just just having just being like the the characters are completely serious, uh, but also at the same time they're having a lot of fun with the concept of Lego cars. It's it's very fun. The worst thing about it, though, is that like everyone's Microsoft E3 keynote, Bungo, always has like car on stage. But if the car is made out of Lego, does it count? Oh my god! They had they exactly. had a, they had a car this time. It was a McLaren a Lego Sien- McLaren McLaren Sienna. Yeah, um, they have that car at the game. That's one of the sort of like the marquee cars, uh, the Lego uh, McLaren. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a well-designed bit of DLC and Forza Horizon 4, as always, I'm, a, I keep saying it. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. It's, it's a good fucking video game. Uh, and also a surprise to everyone, I think was Microsoft flight simulator, uh, coming back. It's, it's back, baby. Uh, New version coming out in 2020. It's powered by satellite data, uh, Azure, obviously, because it's 2020. Uh, I, you know, like my flight simulator 2002 was the first video game I legit owned. Like my dad bought it for me and I didn't know how to play it because I thought it was just like a cool playing game, but I know it's, it's a simulator game. Uh, it's not, it's not some arcade thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's hardcore. Like I, I was trying to, like, I remember being a child trying to play this game. Uh, and like, first of all, it's intimidating because like it, it comes in this like case, this DVD case sort of thing, six CDs because there's all these like textures and stuff. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. Six CDs. Yeah, like, uh, you have to, like, you have to like, you, you put in the first disc and it's like, okay, take out the first disc and then put it in the second disc. And you had to do that until they install like all of the, all of the stuff uh, from the, all the discs. Uh, and when it was finally installed, uh, like I was trying to like play the game. It was like, oh, okay. Like I'm going to stall out my Boeing 747 because I don't know how to play, play this fucking simulator game. So yeah, I mean, similar Max Flight Simulator is a big deal. It's like one, one of big deal. It used to be a big deal back when Microsoft was really into flights, like these sort of uh, game titles, which is interesting. Microsoft is sort of coming back to the uh, '90s nostalgia uh, angle of things. So, um, what else? Fantasy Star Online. Fantasy Star Online. I am. I remember trying to get this to work. I think it was a PS. There was some version of it that I tried or I played at a friend's house, like on a Dreamcast that like I've been wanting, I've been chasing ever since. This game's probably hot garbage, right? Like, don't get me wrong. This game's probably not good, but I'm just excited now that I get a chance to play it. Yeah, it's coming to the West. It's, it's, it's already been a thing for a long time in the, in, in sort of Japan and like the Asian, uh, Asian market um it has well, the original fantasy star today was the one that i was playing original fantasy online because i think this one's like the this is the this, this is the second one that was never released in the west yeah it was never released in the west so i'm glad it's getting a western release cool are you uh, gonna pick it up are we, can we quest no, together no i'm not pl- i'm not playing you don't want to get into the anime mmo mm, no think of the doki dokis man 
All right, let's, let's, let's just. I mean, I think I think that's everything that's Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, uh, Microsoft once again. Um, more gameplay next time. Less. less yeah, like what's C- what's with the CGI trailers? Like, come on, bro. Like, especially with games that are coming out, uh, coming out like this year. Like, what's, what's coming like? out in a couple months where there's likely pretty final builds out of the games, or I'd hope so. Um, so yeah, ne- we're gonna skip over EA because. <laughs> ea um i like how they completely ignored they completely ignored anthem like they didn't even like bring out a roadmap or anything they just completely apparently they had like it. i saw some pictures that are technica posted uh from e3 uh, of the ea play thing and they had like a thing where you could play anthem and people lined up for it like why i i, I don't understand you could just okay uh Maybe Anthem has some really hardcore fans. I, I don't know. Uh, so let's move on to Ubisoft, our good French friends. Um, so two things, right? Well, one thing, really. I think one thing really stood out was the Watch Dogs Legion uh, gameplay sort of premiere. Uh, they're, they're going for this whole thing about not having... NPCs, or, or rather, not having a, a protagonist, like a main character, like they did in the previous games, like Aiden or Marcus from Watch Dogs Two. So you have all these characters that you can sort of like. What's the analog? They're sort of like builds, right? Like it's sort of like having like character builds with different like classes, right? Like different classes of characters with different skill sets, right? With uh, they're, they're going to be able to do different things. They're going to be good at different things. Um. So, just did you see the the gameplay that they showed? Uh, I saw that you could play as a hacker grandma. That's all. Yes, I ca- you can play as about. Ha- hacker grandma. It's set in um, post Brexit London. Okay, uh, and you know it's going to be political. Okay, uh, it's it's just politics. All politics, bro. Ubisoft, please. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Like what sort of problematic shit this 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 gets into? But okay, um, I'm I'm curious. Watch Dogs Two was actually really good. Have you have you played Watch Dogs Two? I uh, have not played anything except a little bit of the first Watch Dogs. Uh, first one is bad. First one is not. I mean, it's 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 quite. Aiden Pierce is a fucking asshole. It's just he's just a garbage character. Uh, but I think uh, Watch Dogs Two is a much better. I think it was a much better game. I think it sort of got overlooked in 2016 because it came out at the time where there were so many other games that were coming out that Watch Dogs 2 kind of just like, people just didn't sort of pay any much attention. Uh, but I think Watch Dogs 2 was a pretty good game. And I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do with Watch Dogs, uh, Watch Dogs 3. And then the, uh, Ubisoft has always been very good at designing cities. So I'm, I'm curious how London is going to play out uh, and the version of London that they are portraying. Curious about all of that. Um, what else? There was you put in the link to the Assassin's Creed uh, story creator mode, which which they sort of mentioned. They mentioned like you could uh, sort of create your own missions using like I guess some some of the tools that they they use themselves to make. Uh, um, well, so you see, I put in the link because you remember um, when the other podcast episode where we were all complaining about like how that one DLC had a really bad like love story. Now think about it; you can retcon it out. Oh my god, I could. You're right. You're absolutely right. This is this is yo. People are gonna be writing like fanfic. Exactly. Oh my god, Chosa Ezio X Cassandra, bruh. 
Wait, or, aren't they like the same person? Isn't that like no? That's not that's not how anything works. Oh my god, I don't I don't want to get into the assassins. I don't want to get into the assassins Creed lore, but like the lore. Like, lore. Did you just mention lore? Oh no, no assassins Creed has lore, bro. It's, it's, my favorite, my favorite new meme is just like like getting very excited when someone mentions the word lore. <sighs> but yeah, I'm curious. I'm like I'm I'm, I'm like assassins Creed Odyssey is is is, is it's a fun, uh, like I, I sort of like stopped playing it because I got bored really like I sort of got meh but like like the story created more for people who wanna you know do that kind of thing like people who like making their own stories in these games sure why not why the fuck not uh so that's that's Ubisoft I don't think there was anything else there was a bunch of Ghost Recon Tom Clancy bullshit that we talked uh, about Tom Clancy presents Tom Clancy's <laughs> the new Tom Clancy by Tom Clancy featuring <laughs> Tom Clancy remake Tom Clancy. If I hear the words Tom Clancy one more time, you're going to have to put it in the title or something. The Tom worst part about it is that we got no Splinter Cell. Like, I don't know no, fucking Tom no, Clancy things, no Splinter Cell. No like, Splinter I, Cell. What if the they had announced word? Splinter Cell, I'd been fucking fine with everything they announced. Ghost Recon Breakpoint or whatever the fuck. Uh, more like uh, Ghost Recon Breakdown. <laughs> oh, God. That's a problem. Like, we, could, like, t- we could title this episode like Tom Clancy's Shades of Brown or something like that. Uh, so. Moving on to uh, some more shit. Uh, speaking of uh, Bethesda, we only have one. So, <laughs> so actually, we, we there's been a running there's been a running a running thread on this show for years. Do you no longer have a crush on Todd Howard? No, Todd Howard is a fucking liar. He can get the fuck. Out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he lied to our faces. Remember, no. remember when he said that uh, fucking Elder Scrolls that mobile game was going to be a true Elder Scrolls experience. So, so what we really want to talk about right now is the biggest news out of Bethesda's um, E3 conference, which is Elder Scrolls Blades is now getting a Switch port. How exciting! <sighs> Loot boxes on your Nintendo Switch. Oh my god, how exciting! What? What? what like, I'm not going to be able to put the Switch down after that. Jeez. Think of the currency, the and currency. even better, they're going to bring <laughs> lore. Proper lore to this Do game. Do an Elder Scrolls game? Oh my god! Oh my god! Are, aren't you guys excited for some lore? We have lore. We have loot boxes. It's a bona fide, bona fide Elder Scrolls experience where you get to wait five hours to open a box. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> you, you know, you know, one of my favorite part of okay, it's not a favorite, but like the most funniest part about the Bethesda conference is there was this. There were these like two people that cheered for every fucking thing. I, there were these two people like every time they mentioned like like Elder Scrolls like the new things in Elder Scrolls, the Elder Scrolls mobile game they were like screaming their hearts out like it was some huge revolutionary deal like ah, come on bro come on clearly some people were very drunk or they're like paid to be there or something like I don't know uh, yeah uh, so the only good thing to come out of uh, the Bethesda oh, two, there were two things there was the there was Doom Eternal which looks like more Doom uh, but I'm fact, so excited for the soundtrack for this game. Oof, it's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. A, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Like I, people say, Metal's good. dead, but then they oh. haven't listened to the new Doom Eternal, the Doom soundtrack. Like the Doom 2016 soundtrack was fucking popping. Like go if you haven't, just, like you don't even have to play the game. Just go listen to the Doom 2016 soundtrack. You can find it on the streaming services, or you can just put it. Like, it's on YouTube. Uh, just go look it up. You you can thank me later because it's really fucking good. Uh, so Doom Eternal, just more, it's more, there's more for, uh, fluid movement. So they added more first person platforming. It just looks like 
they iterated on on Doom 2016, which is which is what everybody wanted, I think. Uh, the other game, the loop, the time loop game. What is it called? The I thought it was Death Loop. Death Loop, yes, Death. Uh, Death Loop is these uh, two two. Not blo- to be confused with Death Stranding. No, please, God, <laughs> God, please. Death <laughs> uh, Loop is is this game uh, about like these two pro- black protagonists, right? One man, one woman. Um, like two like assassins of some sort, right? They're stuck uh, in a time loop and they're trying to kill each other. Yeah, they're like trying to break out of it, right? Uh, and the the only way to break out of it is to kill each other. Which mm, two black characters killing each other mm, questionable, but like the the yeah, the, the, it's it's rare to see like even one black protagonist, uh, let alone two. So you know, uh, I'm curious. We didn't get any gameplay though; it's just all CGI. So. So we'll see you next year, I guess, when, when we get gameplay. <laughs> but most importantly, guess what? Guess what, team? Fallout 76, we heard your feedback. And here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to add NPCs to this game. Now, 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 I know you're asking about rewriting the server arc. No, no, no. NPCs are coming to this game. And, and, and quests. Actual- and quests. Think about it. You can now get a quest to shoot things. It's isn't this great? By an NPC, yeah. Like imagine, imagine having persistent NPCs in a Fallout game. Jesus fucking Christ, Todd, get the Todd. What? <sighs> and even better, even better. We're now going to even make integration of Elder Scrolls Blades, so you too can wait five hours to open a loot box. Oh, imagine, imagine <laughs> if you could like play Elder Scrolls Blade in Fallout seventy six. Imagine. Oh that. my God! Think of the synergy. Think of the synergy. You wow. could buy. You could buy loot boxes inside yeah whatever i mean you can already buy fucking repair kits in that game oh yeah i saw that <sighs> who's buying repair kits and god jesus Christ. if you actually enjoy fallout 76 yes please add us i please for the i want to i want to talk to you because they- i want i want two things i want to know a why and b how powerful of a pc do you have <laughs> no i don't think even that like like how do you put up with all the bullshit like how do you put up with the bugs the 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 terrible bastardization of the of the vat system like what is like how please if you if you if you enjoy fallout 76 i want to talk to you please add us um anything else about bethesda or is that i think uh, that's no the i i want to go talk about anime boys yeah, all right, let's, let's, let's get it let's get the anime boys uh speaking of anime boys so it's square enix uh we got we got a bunch of anime boys we got firstly most importantly a new dlc for Kingdom Hearts 3, called Kingdom Hearts Remind or Rewind? Remind. I think it's Remind. It's pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Remind. Remind me how bad this game is. <laughs> Are we going to have another follow-up pod, uh, episode where we talk about the DLC? Is that going to happen? Are you going to be picking this up, DLC? I'm... I'm I'm absolutely going I'm going to have to pick it up. Like I don't I don't like this game. I um I don't actually like it. It's actually pretty bad. I'm totally going to pick up the DLC though. And 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 this is the great like contradiction or juxtaposition from uh from us being like who likes Fallout seventy six me this game fucking s- trash but I'm gonna pick up the DLC oh for my it. God, listen, I, <sighs> I, and then, I I have to do it out of obligation. All right, Ugh, all you right. Have, you just have to conclude the 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 horrible uh, arc uh, of. Oh my God, I'm like I think they gave it like the trailer was there and those. 
those. I think there was a release date. I don't. I don't remember. But let's move on to something that's a little bit that looks a little bit more <laughs> decent. The uh, Final Fantasy VII remake uh, got more footage. Got more uh, cutscenes, and a release date March twenty twenty. So twenty twenty is going to be busy. Uh, so we have. So what, what do you think? Do you, uh, Chris, we already saw the the trailer with Barrett and Cloud and Tifa. Tifa looks amazing, by the way. Um, so this one's more on you because Final Fantasy VII is not my favorite Final Fantasy game. Do I think it has a good story? Yes. Um, am I going to pick up this remake? No, I'm not buying a PS4. Like, it's right. not coming out on Xbox. Okay, like okay. I can't I'm... actually play it. It's not even coming to PC. You can play it. I cannot. And I'm not going to buy a console just for a Final Fantasy game. I've held out this long, and um, it's uh, it's pretty. I mean, look look at Sephiroth. You, you sure you don't want? Oh you wait, know? I'm a liar. <laughs> so apparently, it does. It is coming out on. Uh, it says it is a PS4 exclusive. Like I'm reading the title. Like reading the the Ashtagnik article. It says that it's a PS4 exclusive. Oh, I was looking at the bottom for the Final Fantasy Eight remake. No, there's a yeah, five, there's also that one. Man. That one I'm gonna pick up because Final Fantasy it's fucking popping. But um, for this game, it's. I like this is a good entry point. Those are I would assume it is if they don't rewrite the story. That's my problem. My problem is if they if they leave the story as is and just like expand upon it, great. However, this is Square Enix and um everyone wants to like fuck Sephiroth. So I actually think they're going to include <laughs> him in this. And the issue is this only takes place in Midgard. Yeah, the first bit like there there should be no references to Sephiroth in this in this game. Like this specific part of the remake, this episode actually should not have any Sephiroth in it if we're going with the story. Like a little couple mentions here and there, right? But I have a feeling Square Enix is just going to like try and ride that cash you know, right? Get get all that cash by fucking up the story and making it about the battle between Cloud and Sephiroth. Which this game actually is not, right? Like, Final Fantasy VII is a game about eco-terrorism and people struggling with the fact that they're doing really shitty things in order to save the by, planet. By the He's sh- of an evil yeah. corporation, Shin- right? The Shinra corporation, yeah. Um, but that's, I feel like that's not what this remake's going to be focused on. It's going to be focused on Cloud being pissy all the time because Sephiroth took his lunch. <laughs> um, so what do you think about, like, they, they showed off some, uh, they showed off a, a boss, like boss fight. Uh, like a boss, mini boss, boss. I don't know. Like a tutorial. That's the, that's the first boss. I've, I've, that's the first boss with the timer. Yeah, that's Scorpion the, Sentinel. Looks great. Yeah, um, looks great. I would say I, th- I think it's interesting on a technical note that Square Enix has moved away from the Luminous Engine entirely to strictly Unreal Engine Four. I guess three. it's I guess it's just easier probably for them to maintain. Yeah, they've it. like they've abandoned it. Peace Kingdom Hearts Three, right, was supposed to be on it. Final Fantasy 15 was released on their own engine, but then this game got a change I guess from they had, their I, own engine. Too. I guess they had too much trouble with their in-house engine. Like it's not a, probably not a surprise, right? Um, it's like the versatility too of Unreal Engine. Just because you can go from like Gears Five to this. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's a versatile engine. So like, I'm not. I haven't played any Final Fantasy games ever. Uh, you need to play one. I, I, I mean, it's please, gonna everyone, happen. At everyone, this you know, we normally ask our listeners ignore that Fallout seventy six question. I we need to shame Static into playing a Final Fantasy game. Please, please, please shame him on social media. Hashtag Static FF. Static FF. Um, I mean, if this like I know Final Fantasy seven is like a huge deal because it's like this marquee story. Uh, like a lot of also people- like the first. I think it's the first three D Final Fantasy game. Yeah. 
Oh, is it? Is it supposed to be 3D? Let me, okay. let me see. Final Fantasy, let me remember. I don't remember if Final Fantasy 6 was. Um, so I know Final Fantasy 7 was like the first, one of the first super, like, this, so Final Fantasy 7 came out before Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, right? Like, if you're looking in like the sort of the chronology, you know, the timeline of how these games came out. This came out nineteen ninety seven. I think Final, um, Legend of Zelda: Record Time came out Final, or came out in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Also, yep. Yeah, Final Fantasy VI was a top down game. Okay. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I haven't played it, uh, any of the Final Fantasy games before this. Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen was. I mean, I got curious about it, but not enough to actually you know play it. Uh, but like, if this comes out, and you know, this is like a, a definitively a good game. Like it's it's uh, it's a good re- good uh, remake of the of the original story. Sure, I could give it a shot. Why not? Uh, like, but I'm gonna wait till this comes out. So we're gonna everybody's gonna have to wait until Final Fantasy VII remake <laughs> comes out. At least the first bit of it, I guess, uh, in 2020. Uh, but I mean, there's no turn based combat, which at least yes. should, you know make you a happy person. Yes, uh, no turn based combat because I, I actually don't. well, you can turn it on if you want to, right? Like it lets you switch back to like a turn based kind of mode if you want that sort of classic style, but yeah. it's not required. Yeah, but I just want the anime boys. You know, I mean, without the turn based combat, so that's all I want. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, I want a decent story as well, and that's not Kingdom Hearts. So. Listen, you ask for too much in video games. All <laughs> I right? do. I actually do ask for a lot. I ask for a decent story. I ask for decent gameplay, and I ask for uh, anime boys. I guess three three requirements. Uh, if you can, if you know of games that provide all three, please at Zadixafe at Mastodon dot Zombocloud. <laughs> oh my Zombo god! Zombocloud dot Mastodon. Uh, but yes, so. So, uh, 2020 March, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. They said that it's going to be like not a one game, but like it's like this is going to be multiple uh, releases. Yeah. So you're only getting Midgard, which is like one. It is like one, one six. I would say of Final Fantasy. Yeah. So like you're only getting that one location and all the story bits that take place in seven. Um, which they're expanding apparently a whole mu- a whole bunch upon, but it's not the full game. So you're not getting the full story. They're just breaking it up episodically. Which is a weird way of doing it, but I guess they're doing it just because they a likely are more focused on building the next mainline Final Fantasy game right now. Mm, yeah, yep, they are. They, didn't they mention that? Did they give like a tease of, of what the next Final Fantasy game is going to be? Final Fantasy? Nope. No, they didn't. Right? Okay. They didn't do any. They just like announced that like work is underway for Final Fantasy sixteen. I don't think they said anything else about it. Okay. Okay, so that's that's like probably like 2025 at this rate. 2027. <laughs> 2030. 2030? 2030. 2030. Um, and the other thing of the Avengers game, um, I don't have any comments on it, to be honest, because I don't, I don't, like, I'm not into the whole MCU stuff. Uh, like, I'm not into Avengers. Uh, but Chosa, what did you think of of the of the of this of this new Avengers title from Square Enix, published by Square Enix? It's made by Crystal Dynamics. Yes, I think it's, it's, made yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes, and Shadow Crystal, of the Tomb Crystal Raider. Dynamics. Two Crystal Dynamics studios in Lyon and in, uh, in, in uh, the studio in America and studio in France. Uh, so, so Chosa, what do you think about the whole the trailer that they showed, the CGI trailer? Uh, so, I think the game will be fine. Like, I don't have as many complaints about it. I'll probably 
maybe pick it up. I don't know. My thing is, my issues is like they're trying to make it a live service, and like, why not just make a dedicated story game, you know, a la Batman Arkham Knight and all of that? Like, Crystal Dynamics can make good story driven games, but just not as like a fucking live service. Yeah, like the whole live service bit, I was just like, how is that going to work? Like, how is that going to work? from a story perspective, the gameplay perspective, what's the gameplay going to be like? Like, uh, the gameplay they mentioned was like, there was going to be like, you're going to be able to get loot. It's, it's going to be like a, like a, like a loot, loot based game. Like he's going to have to, you can have to do raids, submissions. Like, uh, very, if they don't fuck it up. I'll be excited. For I, it, yeah, I feel it's, like they're going to fuck quite, it up. Yeah, it's, it seems questionable. Like did some of the decisions, uh, and Nolan North is in it. Of course, of course, Nolan North is in it. This is a triple A. There, there's too much Nolan North in video games. <laughs> no, I don't think like no, no disrespect to Nolan North, but like it's just like you, you hear the voice and you're like, oh god, here we go again. Uh, I don't know. Just get somebody else. Get Nathan Fillion in here, back in here. Let's go. Uh, so that's the Avenger. What was it called? Marvel. Uh, What's just the, the Avengers. Just the Avengers? Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. Um, did, I, did they give a release date for that? I don't think they... Sometime next year. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, the, yes, next year is going to be is going to a bunch... Of, I, I, th- I think a lot of these games that are uh, getting announced for 2020, a bunch of them are going to get delayed, I think. Um, for sure. I think they're going to get delayed or pushed. Like, the dates are going to change uh, because everything cannot launch at the same time. I think that's just uh, bad for the games themselves, really. Uh, so let's move on to the last bit. Um, uh, time for good things again. Time for pleasant, pleasant things. Uh, Nintendo, uh, we have two things really kind of, well, sort of two or three. Uh, there's the first thing that we're going to mention is the, the, the Breath of the Wild sequel, which is now in development. And they showed a little bit of a teaser trailer thing. Uh, I like how Nintendo's the only one who can get away with this, right? Like, like Nintendo literally, out of all the people today, I'm fine with the fact that they showed me just the CGI trailer of this game. Like, I'm actually not mad about it at all. It's like, it's like they have the CGI trailer and then they have like the screen where it just says the sequel is in development. Like, like it's fucking it's like it's like nintendo actually doesn't fuck up making games and it's very rare when we have like a bad nintendo game so we have more faith and trust in them yeah that's kind of it's weird it's weird how that works you know like how you make good games and people expect continue to expect good games and you continue to deliver them people build up this thing called trust uh so so yeah there is a there's a lot of things to dissect and a lot everybody's dissecting the the zelda trailer um with, for the lore, for the lore, quote unquote lore, um, Zelda Zelda has short hair, which everybody's excited about. Uh, short hair Zelda. Uh, can we get a playable Zelda? Can we play a Zelda? Please? That's uh, my that's my fan my, theory is that Zelda's be a playable character in this game. Yes, please. My OC, please do not steal. My OC, please. Uh, we saw what was like Ganondorf, Ganon. Yeah, that was like the skeletons Cal- of Ganon under the castle. Calamity Ganon? Or just no, like- it was regular Ganon. Okay. I mean, I don't fucking know. I mean, Calamity they, Ganon, like, yeah. Uh, the problem with like Breath of the Wild is that I can't really fall upon any of the previous stuff in Zelda games because like this is like a reset for the timeline. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is good, by the way. Which is which is good. But we don't have a lot to go off of. It'll probably come out in the next three years. We'll probably see more about it next year. Um, I am sad, though. No Metroid news. I know Metroid Prime no 4 Metroid, is rebooted. yeah. yeah. 
So that's likely going to come out next year. But at the very least, I was hoping they'd bring the Prime Trilogy to Switch. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to hear anything about that till till next year if it's happening. Yeah. Um, new Animal Crossing. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> oh shit! New Horizon uh, is the uh, is the title. Oh um, shit! I'm just going to keep saying oh shit because it's going to be fucking great. Um, Animal Crossing games are objectively good. They are delaying the game until March 2020, which makes me sad, but also happy because that's National Happiness Day or Worldwide Happiness Day. As well, Nintendo said that they're delaying it because they do not want to crunch their workers. So I know that this game will be made with love and I'm going to play all of it. And it's going to be a 10 out of 10 because I've been waiting. <laughs> You've been waiting. 10 years? 10, 10 years. years. Damn. The Wii. The Wii was... Let me actually Google this. I'm pretty sure the last Animal Crossing game came out in 2018, like for a home console, not for the 3DS. Let's see. Animal Crossing City Folk. Because, um, yep, 2008. So it's been 11 years since we've seen a console Animal Crossing game. Holy shit. That's right. why everyone's so, so excited. Yeah, the that's 3DS why one was like the last game you, last like Animal Crossing actual game to be released. It looks, looks neat. Looks like Animal Crossing to me. It looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, it looks like Animal Crossing. It's that good shit. That right there, that right there is that good shit. 2020, everything else probably going to suck about it, but we got Animal Crossing. So yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> What else? So we have Banjo and Kazooie coming to Super Smash Brothers. Ultimately. Oh shit! Um, everybody's excited about Banjo and Kazooie. I guess I, I have no time. New to main do confirmed. <laughs> New main confirmed. Um, oh, shit. Also, apparently, that the hero from the Dragon Quest series will be coming to DLC as DLC. Uh, Whatever. It's it's you know it ain't it ain't as hype as Animal Crossing or Banjo. Kazooie. <laughs> Lu- it's all Lu- right. Luigi's Mansion Three. I don't know. Oh shit. Um, there is. Uh, rem- like a remastered Link's Awakening. Uh, oh, shit. It's gonna, it's gonna have a new dungeon creator mode where you can make like uh, uh, dungeons, I guess. Uh, I don't know what oh, Link's Awakening. I don't know what Link's Awakening actually looks like. So. Link's Awakening was a um, Game Boy Color game, oh, okay, and cool. they're remaking Damn. it for the Switch. Cool. So they said uh, September. 20, it's one of the best Zelda games. September twenty this year. Uh, so that's looking forward. They also. Uh, there's a Zelda-themed Crypto the Necrodancer remake, which is already out, Cadence of Hyrule. And it's out. pretty good from what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's really quite good. Uh, a new third-person shooter, uh, not shooter, RPG, uh, Trials of Mana. I don't know anything about the Trials of Mana series, but... It's um, it's it's apparently like a really good, like more popular in Japan than I guess uh, over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a port of Witcher 3 coming to Switch because CD Projekt Red obviously has too much money and they, they need to make more. Uh, there will be ports for Resident Evil 5 and 6 on, on the Switch on, in the fall. Uh, Panzer Dragoon is is gonna get re- like there's gonna be a remake or something um of this old ass dreamcast game which i'm i've heard people pretty excited for apparently the original one is pretty good uh the team at uh platinum that worked in bayonetta is working on a new a new game called astral chain uh, nothing else was i think nothing else was mentioned about that uh a netflix apparently is bringing a dark crystal themed tactical rpg to switch what netflix when this is when did netflix get into game development okay okay fine um so that's nintendo i think i don't think there's anything else of, the, of, of note uh, uh so what did you think about this e3 in total lots of cgi bullshit 
uh, I didn't watch. I didn't watch carefully most of the stuff that I didn't. I did. But like, I don't know. E three is sort of dying. It's sort of, sort of slowing down a little bit, right? It's not as big as it used to be. It feels like to me, anyway. I don't know. Like it feels because of Sony's absence, uh, like Sony disappearing and EA doing their own thing, right? Like it sort of feels a little bit, a uh, little bit less hectic. Uh, a little bit less news uh, generating. Like, I mean, there's a lot of news, but it's still, like, it feels a little bit slower, which is fine by me. Uh, some people are saying that this is going to be, like, the last proper E3, and then we're going to, like, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think we're still going to get uh, at least a few more years, but, oh boy. Yeah, E3 is, I think E3, the E3 is, E3 show is on the way out because I think the platform holders are losing, lost their interest already. Uh, and honestly, the direct style that Sony and Nintendo have done just makes more sense. Like, I, like, I feel like the Microsoft Keto could honestly just been a couple of like press releases and videos and that would have been fine. Yeah, they could have just, Microsoft could definitely do their own thing as well. Like, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I, I think so next year they might. Who knows? We'll see how, how it turns out. Next year, we might be just talking about some other events, like, separately. They might just still use the week as, like, sort of, like, a press blitz week. But, like, otherwise, I don't think we're going to get as much presence at uh, E3 as we used to. Um, which is a good... I don't know if it's good or... I think it's probably a good thing. Um, E3 is not the... not the healthiest thing. I don't know. But... That's E3 2019. Uh, expect delays. Uh, expect delays. Expect cancellations. Games are bad. Gamers are bad. E3 culture still has weird sexism tied to it. Um, fuck video games. Fuck video games. Uh, don't play. Don't um, play anything, honestly. Don't, especially don't play Elder Scrolls Blades. Don't play Elder Scrolls Blades. <laughs> don't play any CG product red stuff. Um, <laughs> Games Pass is problematic, but I still pay for it. You know, we're Fair. all fought people. Fair. Uh, as always, you can find us uh, on twoshadesofbrown.com. The show notes are going to be there. Contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Send us email. Send us, I don't know, if, you, if you'd like Fallout 76, uh, tell us why. Uh, and you can find me on Mastodon at statingstatementmastodon.com. Uh, and Christian, we can find you. You can find me online at chosenfind at 10forward.social or at chosen.online. And with that, uh, goodbye. Bye.